Hello, everyone. Hi, friends. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Catching Up with Jay and Kay. <laughs> In today's episode, we are going to discuss the movie Roma. <laughs> and it is currently on Netflix right now. If you all haven't seen it, go ahead and check it out. Um, there will be spoilers in this episode. So just to give you guys a little bit of a warning. Roma tells the story of Cleo, a domestic worker in Mexico during the 1970s, taking care of a middle-class family. Tensions arise when she finds out she's pregnant and the father denies the pregnancy. She's left alone to care for herself while also taking care of her employers. After the student riots, Cleo loses her baby and in the end reveals she did not want her baby to be born, while saving the lives of the children she looks after. Mm -hmm. So, Karen... One out of ten, what is your rating of this movie? I think I would rate it, um, well, this is the second time that I've seen the movie, and I would definitely rate it a ten over ten. Okay, me too. (laughs) (laughs) This is the second time I watched it too, and definitely a ten over ten. Yeah. Like, I love this movie so much. (laughs) Even on my vision board, the director's picture is like... Oh, really? Yeah. Alfonso Cuaron, I love you so much if you're listening. (laughs) Great job. (laughs) Um, Okay, so there's a lot of reasons why I love this movie. Let me hear your reasons first. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the main reason why I love this movie is because it's so authentic in so many ways. Like, I've never lived in Mexico, and I've never had a domestic worker, like, work in my home. Mm -hmm. But every time I go home to the Philippines, I'm very close to all the domestic workers that work in my cousin's homes. And, like, whenever I would stay with them, they would be the people I would play with when my cousins are off in school or at work because mm-hmm. they're there at the house. Mm-hmm. So when I watched this movie, I felt like I was kind of reliving those memories, playing with those... We call them katulongs in the okay. in Philippines, mm-hmm. playing with those katulongs, when really, like, I didn't even see them like that. I saw them as members of the family, yeah. which is also another big part of this movie. Cleo is a huge part of this family, mm-hmm. and even though she quote-unquote works for them, they would not be able to function without her. So She's, she's the backbone. Yeah, she's so essential mm-hmm. to their everyday lives, which I also see in the Cthulhu's back home, or in the Philippines. They're so essential to my family members' like everyday lives, mm-hmm. but then they boss them around and they treat them, of course, you know, like they are their subordinates, and for me, that's such a weird concept because, I mean, I've never had... The, the culture here is different, of course, mm-hmm. but I definitely... I, I always thought that it was just not right because they have dedicated so much time and they, they literally live with you to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to treat them or talk to them so poorly. Mm-hmm. So what I love about this movie is that they see the side of the the domestic worker. They see the everyday tasks that they have to accomplish while also literally being a parent to yes. those kids. Mm-hmm. It just hits so many points for me. Like it really resonates with me, mm-hmm. even though I've never had someone work for me in that way ever, but it still hits home. I felt like the movie 
um, resonated with me a lot because, in a way, my mother is a domestic worker. Um, she is a nanny. And so I just, when I watched this, I was like, wow, this is basically part of my mother's job. And I, when I was a kid, my mother was allowed to take us to her job um, during summer vacation. Her employer is very generous or kind to um, allow us to work with her or be there while she works. And so I saw my mother in action. And Cleo reminded me a lot of my mother and her responsibilities, um, you know, uh, as a nanny. Mm-hmm. So it, it just, just seeing how Cleo is close to the children, how the children absolutely adore her, and her patience and kindness, just like I was reminding me of how I saw my mother um, in action. So, I, yeah, that's why it resonated with me. Because yes. I was like, wow, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand this point of view. So, yeah, what did you think about the treatment of the domestic workers in the home of Senora Sofia? Yeah, uh, as you said earlier, that uh, Cleo was treated as a subordinate to her employers, which I understand because she is working for them. But what I didn't appreciate uh, was how the employers took their own personal feelings and um, released it on Cleo. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that really irked me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Like, do you remember that episode where Senora Sofia hugged Dr. Antonio so passionately mm-hmm. before he got in his car. Mm-hmm. And then clearly by her face, you can tell that she was distraught. Mm-hmm. And then she yells at Cleo for not picking up the dog poo. Yeah. And then she's like, I'll just take him to school. And that for me, the fact that Cleo just stood there and took it was, of course, I feel like that's what would normally happen. Yeah. But I felt so bad for her because it's not her fault she's she has so many other tasks like to cook to clean to do the laundry to clean up make the beds to get the kids to school and Mm -hmm. from school Mm -hmm. probably to handle all of the ironing and the list goes on yeah and yet senor sofia still has the nerve to yell at her for that but i do understand that she was just going Throughout the entire movie, she's going through her own personal dilemma, Mm -hmm. and that's why she feels the need to take it out on Cleo. Mm -hmm. I felt like, so I'm going to talk about that same example, but I'm going to rewind it a little bit, because when the father arrived, so in the beginning of the scene, uh, or the opening scene of the movie, you see Cleo cleaning up Mm -hmm. the the driveway, Yeah. and at first I thought that didn't make any sense, I thought it took too long, Mm -hmm. I was like, what is the purpose of this, and then when I realized, oh, okay, the the dog shit is building up, (laughs) now I get it, and um, when the father arrived and he parked and he noticed the dog poop, um, no, no, he, he didn't notice it just yet, he mentioned it um when he was getting ready to leave mm-hmm. and he was like oh like he I felt like he pinned this small careless task that wasn't taken care of just to make up for the fact that he was planning on leaving the family mm-hmm. and that ticked me off yeah because I was like wait a minute you're 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 not telling the truth yeah. to your family so you're going to put the blame on yeah Lyle it's like fighting about the dishwasher when really the the issue's not the dishwasher. It's, yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. 
the issue wasn't the dog poop. It was the fact that you were mm-hmm. planning on leaving exactly. the family. So yeah. I was really upset at that part. And then, you know, it. Sophia internalized that. And she blamed Cleo for not picking up the dog poop. When really she knew that there was something else going exactly, on. Exactly, yeah. And I feel like it's so funny how they do love her. And they do, uh, they as in Senora Sophia and her family, they do love Cleo. They do. So, yeah. And it's clear because they took her to the hospital. They paid for her medical bills. And they were very supportive. They didn't fire her. Exactly, yeah, exactly. When they found out that she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Which I know for a fact Definitely happens oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah, which is why Cleo feared it, mm-hmm. and she was scared to tell Sophia. Yeah, right, right. And I also find it really funny that the doctor during the pregnancy scene, right before she went into the um, emergency room, Doctor Antonio came out and he was like rubbing her back, and he was saying to Cleo, "He's like, don't worry, everything's gonna be fine. Like, how many?" Babies, have you delivered to his colleague, the other doctor, mm-hmm. and trying to comfort Cleo, but then he left her alone. And I understand because he probably has other patients to see, but mm-hmm. for me, and also during that entire scene, that was when the whole student riot massacre yeah. was happening. So I'm sure people were still very on edge, maybe? on edge from yeah, on edge from uh, from seeing the entire riots unfold but the fact that she was left alone there also kind of made me see the separation between work Mm -hmm. and really being part of the family Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's the toughest part about this whole movie is that you really take care of the family you really are part of the family but then at the end of the day you are also still an employer Mm -hmm. and who knows when the kids grow up and leave let's say there's a Roma part two (laughs) all the kids grow up and there's no one in the house anymore like where will Cleo go like is she really part of the family you know what I mean no hate to Alfonso but I feel like there was a lot of symbolism in the story and when a lot of the interviews he said that there wasn't and it really like it upsets me because I'm like I think I think he's fitting yeah like the the cup breaking yeah. During the, the Christmas party mm-hmm. for all the workers downstairs. Yeah. What did that mean? Or the children um, wearing a spacesuit. Yeah. And, and the airplane. Yeah. There's so many airplanes in that yeah. film. Like, just the overhead. And yeah. he denies it. Yeah. So I'm a little... I'm, I'm like, come on, Alfonso. <laughs> like, these things have to mean something. Right. But like, he doesn't elaborate on them. Mm. The, Everything is intentional, I feel like. I agree. Yeah. And this movie, there's so many subtle details. Mm -hmm. Like, from the opening scene, that's like five minutes straight of Cleo just cleaning. Cleo, not even the other um, domestic worker, Cleo cleaning the dog poop. And, Mm -hmm. like, then you see her again. Uh, It's just so... um, Yeah, yeah, there's so many... It's just so intentional. What did you think about the relationship between women and men in this film. Like, especially when Senora Sofia, she comes home drunk, mm-hmm. and I love that she just crashes that car <laughs> into the driveway when mm-hmm. Dr. Antonio was really, like, making sure everything was, like, perfect when he drove. Mm-hmm. And then yet, Senora Sofia is just, like, 
banging against the walls and like not giving a fuck about the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how she was saying, like, no matter what people tell you, you know, women are alone. I thought that was empowering. Yeah, because it's so true. It, it's it's so sad to think about. And that was in 1970. Or, yeah. well, the movie was set in 1970. Like, yeah. do you think it still applies now? Of course. Yeah. As women, we're always having to be resilient mm-hmm. and be this stoic person in our family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know, I just I find that women are so strong and we're not weak. And I thought, when she said that, I was like, yeah, I agree, yes. It's so sad, but it's true. Yeah. What did you think? I agree. And then we even see that in Cleo's relationship with Furman. Mm-hmm. It was so... I can't believe he dissed her at the movie theater. For real. And I knew, I knew that was about to happen. Like, did it really? The, the fact that he was like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Or whatever. Whatever <laughs> that sad excuse in the movie was almost over. Yeah, yeah, you were feeling her up two seconds ago. Exactly. Oh, yeah. like, yeah, it was so mad. And then that scene where he told her off, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's like, if you say that again, I'll... Or whatever, whatever, he threatened her. And he's like, you fucking servant. Yeah. Man, yeah. that point... I wanted moment. to punch him through the screen. Dude, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, not saying... <laughs> I wanted to curse him out through the screen. Well, yeah. I basically did. Yeah, yeah, no, it was so... I had rage. Dude. I was like, oh, come on, dude. Same. Yeah. I, I agree. And the fact that Senora Sofia said that quote moments before, or like um, earlier in the film, definitely, I'm sure Clea thought about that in in that scene because, mm-hmm. you know, she is alone and she came to him. She traveled so far so that, who knows, maybe she would want help from him or whatever, just some type of comfort yeah. knowing that Furman would be there for her. Yeah. What did you think about, you know, the mother or Sophia not letting her daughter have dessert because she was going to gain weight? Yeah. Or was already quote-unquote gordita fat? Yeah. I feel like that scenario is very common. And Senor Sophia was also going through something at that moment. So Mm -hmm. her husband left her for a younger woman. I think she looked younger in the the scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So Senor Sophia probably thinks she is quote unquote losing her Oh, I didn't think about that. I mean I that's that's what, like a reflection of herself. Yeah, and maybe she doesn't want her daughter to she wants her daughter to be beautiful and pretty kind quote of, unquote. Yeah, quote unquote beautiful and pretty and skinny when yeah. her daughter was not big. No, she wasn't. Yeah, it yeah. was Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I think it is common for a lot of families to let their boys eat what they want um, as much as they want but as soon as they're but they um, avoid giving their daughters as much and it was just so I I hate using the same word over and over again but I just thought it was sad it's like come on it's a child and like oh come on yeah and even the the siblings were making fun of her like with the I don't know they look like bread like sweet Bread they look like Twinkies. Twink- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> and they're like, oh, fat, fatty, or whatever. Yeah, like it was so. I think like hearing that from the very beginning, 
I think it's really hard in many cultures um, growing up and believing in yourself or uh, thinking that quote-unquote pretty is skinny. Yeah. Um, when you've heard a lot of the that like bullying at home mm-hmm. and being held back a lot of sweets at home, so it's I, I was I was upset. Yeah. Because I was like, this is common. This is real. It's and if it's a reflection of the director's family. Then I'm sure his sister has experienced right. that. Yeah. yeah, and also like it's so crazy because the grandma was bigger, you know. Like I, and also Cleo was not skinny. So what is Senora Sofia trying to say? You know, yeah. like that Cleo is not beautiful, even though she's there with the family all the time. Like, so th- I feel like that would be a big part of a big part of Sophie's like life, seeing that. Cleo's like always with her, always taking care of her, but yet she's not skinny. What did you think about that scene where the entire family was watching a film or a movie in the living room? Yeah, I, I thought it was sweet. And then I, uh, Cleo came in and the boy wrapped his arm around her yeah. and he like brought her in closer. And I was just like, oh, that's so tender. Yeah. And then Sophia had to ruin it by sending her off and telling her that, you know, the, uh, no, the doctor. the doctor needed a chamomile tea yeah. or something. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then the kids were like, no, she just got here. And then the, the mom was like reassuring. She's like, oh, she'll be back. Sort yeah. Of thing. yeah. It, it's that scene. Just that is, I feel like, the perfect scene to capture what it means to feel like part of the family but at the end of the day still be an employer or still be an employee Mm -hmm. because she didn't even sit she sat on the floor yeah you know like that for me I'm like I'm sure she could have sat on like the chair arm or something like that but she sat on the floor next to the kids and even though the kids you know hugged her and like she probably felt warmth from them Mm -hmm. And her employer, Senora Sofia, ordered her to do something. She couldn't even enjoy that moment yeah. with those kids and yeah. just with their family. And I don't know, for me, it's, that was also so, it was just a powerful scene. Like, I felt, I, like, that's when I saw the, the clear difference. Because you can see, like, Cleo's waking up the kids and she's taking them to school. And, like, she's really part of their, their life, you know? And then all of a sudden... And she's gentle and yeah. patient mm-hmm. and really thoughtful of the children. Um, and for her to just be, like, sent off is, yeah. like, hey, like, come on, Sanyana Sophia. I know. What? Yeah. Yeah. There was the scene where the little boy kept referencing his past life. Yeah. Did you have anything to I elaborate or share about that? I thought it was so interesting. I thought it was interesting, too. Like, the way it was written was... I forgot... I mean, I, I haven't listened to one of Alfonso Cuaron's like, interviews in a while, but I wasn't sure if he identified with any of the boys specifically, if he was, like, the I youngest. I was the youngest. It was the... Okay. I think so. So, okay. So, with that being said, I feel like the writing was... In specific to his dialogue, the kid always referencing his future self or his past self. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that was, it had to do with some type of symbolism or foreshadowing about yeah. Yeah, what's 
going to happen. Like, especially towards the end where I think it was Paco and Sophie, they were drowning. Mm-hmm. Pepe. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Pepe was saying, like, oh, in the future, I was at... No, the past. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, in the past, I was... A like sailor, sailor. Yeah. yeah. In the past, I was a sailor, but then I drowned because this and that. And then Cleo just went out there and tried to save those kids. You mm-hmm. know, like I mean, I'm. I think it was like, I, okay. I don't want to say it's foreshadowing because the kids didn't die, but it definitely had to do something with the director. Yeah, maybe death or maybe. Oh. Yeah, but, um, the sense of being alone, maybe too, because. Cleo did feel alone. I mean, this is just me, like, <laughs> rambling, but I there it's definitely significant, but I just don't know. I can't pinpoint okay. what, where in the movie. Yeah. yeah. How about you? I definitely agree that it is significant, but I just don't know where to pin it in the movie. Yeah. Um, and for a moment, when I first watched the movie, I thought it was, like, a tribute to his own successes. That's what I thought when I saw the boy wearing a space suit because I was like, oh, well, Alfonso has a movie about space. That's right. So yeah. I thought that was, you know... Um, like an ode to Yes. His, yeah. yeah. His but movies. now that you mentioned that it could mean something about the family, I, I just don't know. I just thought... I, I found it interesting. Um, yeah. Because yeah. the Pepe was in a space suit too, like during the Christmas parties yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I... I forgot he did that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón directed the, um, the Gravity. Yeah. Gravity. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I. So hmm. I think that I think that Spacey was an ode to his Gravity movie. Yeah. But the boy representing his past life, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I always feel like the wording is so. It's so important because there's so many things that you could say in a different way, mm-hmm. but yet the director chose, or the writer chose this character to say it this way specifically. Yeah. And then, I'm going to reference the drowning scene again. He was a sailor who died because he drowned, and that's what Pepe said, and yet Cleo's uh, out here trying to save these two kids. Mm-hmm. And then maybe she herself felt like she was drowning, and then mm-hmm. she finally was saved by releasing her thoughts or, like, revealing that she didn't want her baby to be born while hugging her kids, basically. Yeah. yeah all the kids mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's my thought. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful how the uh, domestic workers were speaking their own language, yeah. their own dialect. Um, and combining it with Spanish. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought I just thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it sort of just like reminded me that there's just so much more yeah. out there. And wait, wait, so since you speak Spanish, mm-hmm. did you turn off the subtitles while you were watching? Yes. Okay. See, I I I really wish I spoke Spanish because reading the subtitles also took away from me watching it just because I was always reading it I couldn't really focus on like a lot of the stuff that was happening behind the scenes I mean I still I mean I watched it again but Mm -hmm. that first initial part is while re er, while reading the subtitles was also just difficult because I for me just because I wanted to just watch the movie true yeah but I'm sure 
Oh, and I hate that you had to uh, read the English subtitles because it takes away from the beauty does, of, yeah. you know, the meanings of the words yeah. in Spanish. Mm-hmm. It's just so different compared to when it's translated to English. Yeah. It just, it just hits differently. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually wanted to ask you about that. Is there, were you able to understand the sentences that were mixed with the dialect of Cleo and Spanish? Or did you just kind of get the gist of it with certain words? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think in some parts, I was able to make sense of what they were trying to say, or not trying, but what they were saying. Um, but in other parts, I was like, totally, okay. like, oh, I don't, I'm, there's enough, not, there's, there wasn't enough context clues for me to I see. form a structured sentence in my own head. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, so did you have to turn on the subtitles at that point? I just didn't. Okay. I didn't at all. I just went with it. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful, and I yes. and I didn't want to know almost. Yeah. Like I just thought I'm gonna leave it as it is, and if I understand it, great. And if I don't, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you said that because even though the there the entire movie is in Spanish, and I had to turn the subtitles, I loved that it was not in English, mm-hmm. and that this was a personal movie for. Alfonso, that he didn't have to compromise, yeah. or he didn't compromise to fit the everyone else in America, or whatever, everyone else to... Because I feel like a lot of people change their films to English. Like, for example, Schindler's List. He... Oh. I, I specifically remember an interview um, that they were saying they wanted to change the language to German. Steven Spielberg wanted to keep the movie in English so that it didn't take away from the film. Like, people wouldn't have to keep reading and reading. They would actually just watch the film. Okay. But then for other people who don't speak English, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that's how they feel all the time, watching these quote-unquote big blockbuster movies like Marvel or something in, mm-hmm. in their own country, or if it's not dubbed or something like that. So I love that it was... I love that Roma was kept in Spanish and that yeah. they had mixed tech in there mm-hmm. and they had languages that you know, are so... Authentic. The yeah. The is authentic Mexican... I don't want to say language, it's because the language is in Spanish, but they have a way of yeah. pronouncing mm-hmm. words, and it's it's just different yeah. from Central or South America. So I'm just like, they have their own way of... Um, uh, their own cadence. Yeah. So. And I, I even think it is Oscar speech. He was like, this is for Mexico. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Mexico City <laughs> or something. Like, I... Love that so much. And I, I'm not Mexican, but I can feel, like, his pride. Yeah. Yeah. Did you... Okay, so, so when I first watched the movie, I didn't appreciate the the landscape scenes, number one. And number two, how long he maintained at a scene. Okay. At first, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But then... While finishing the movie, I started to appreciate it more. And I was like, oh, this is beautiful. There's no rush to cut to the next scene. Like, you should, he just kept you there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, um, it, it hit me when I, when um, Galeo was in the movie theater. And she, her baby father left, basically ghosted her. And the camera just stood there. And I was like, oh, I felt that. I felt like, like... There wasn't a rush. I just, I, I was in the moment in that mm-hmm. part. And I was like, okay, come on. Like, when are you going to come back, dude? Like, you actually... Yes. And how you her. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually had a conversation with my friend who couldn't watch this film because she said it was too slow. Yeah, like it the, is slow. Yeah, especially the first part, the five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> real. But I love that in films. Mm-hmm. I love when films take their time because there's so much to say about the environment that you're in, mm-hmm. and it plays such a big role into everyone's lives. Like if I were to move to New York. That environment would probably change how I talk, how I would act, just because I'm surrounded by a lot of different New Yorkers. And, you know, New York itself, they're not known for being, like, the nicest people, you know. <laughs> or if I were to move to – and this actually happened to me when I moved to Florida. You know, Florida's, like, in the Bible Belt. I became so religious. I was so nice. Like, I had that Southern – I was, like, developing that Southern hospitality. Were you? Yeah, and it's crazy because – you know, that's just the environment that I was in. Yeah. So there's so much to say when you're in, like, a setting. And I, I love that Alfonso took his time with it because even though Cleo was born in, like, a different region, she was helping a family in Mexico City, you know? And I'm sure everything about that city played a part into Cleo's life into the children's life into Alfonso's life like there's just so many things to say about a movie taking its time with those landscapes and you know the slow cuts and mm-hmm. like yeah I, I thought it was I personally thought it was so beautiful and I did a, I appreciated it the first time around only because not many directors do that mm-hmm. and not many films have that so right. when it does happen I'm very like aware of it so I'm like oh so this something's happening here, you know, yeah. I, I, but I don't know, maybe it's also a bad thing that I, I was aware of at first, because I, I just want to enjoy the movie, you know, yeah. instead of, like, analyze it right then and there, Yeah, which I tend to do a lot. Like, I totally get your friend, because when I first watched it, I was like, hey, come on, let's go, like, mm-hmm. why are we spending five minutes, you know, mopping a driveway, and then, you know, like, when she was upstairs in the laundry area, um, at the rooftop, uh, Alfonso had like a panorama. I love that. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. Can we just talk about how I was like, wow, we went to Mexico City in our Airbnb. We really immersed ourselves in Airbnb that had the same structure. Yes. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, I remember going upstairs to the Mm -hmm. laundry area. Yeah. And I I also love that pan out because you can see all the other domestic workers up there doing the same thing. True. And it's like, and all of them are the same. They're like all dark skin. They all have the same profile. Yeah, exactly. And yet the entire, all the other families are like these light skin, you know, like um, middle class people. And it's just, I, I love that pan out because it just sees, like it's a norm there. It's a yeah. norm to have like the live-in domestic worker there's so many aspects of this movie that make me resonate with it, but also because we actually went to Mexico together. Yeah. And I can see where Alfonso, or how Alfonso can dedicate this movie to them, because there's so much of Mexico in this film, yeah. you know? Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know, then once I started to appreciate those longer scenic, I want to say holes. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost felt like I was in the movie, yeah, in a way. Yeah, so I was like, okay, like I instead of me waiting for the next scene to happen, I was like, you know what, Karen, just like put yourself in it. Yeah, and 
don't know. I just, it, yeah. I, I loved it. It's yeah. so beautiful. Like, yeah. and then the last scene mm-hmm. where it's just, you see the airplane again flying over the the home of Senor Sofia. I didn't catch that. Oh, okay. It's when the credits were rolling. Okay. Yeah, I watched. I mean, what did you think? What was your take on the airplane? The airplane. It's so hard because I feel like airplanes always represent like adventure or traveling, but it, it could also be an escape. Like I don't the symbolic ref or the symbolic term, I guess of or like now that I look up, uh, now that I look back on the airplane, which I didn't really pay too much attention to, or maybe I did the first time I watched it, but definitely not the second time I did. Um, well, his father, the the the. My, what's this called? The oh, professor. no, oh, I keep doctor. calling him. Doctor. I keep wanting to call him professor because of when they heist. But <laughs> the door, um, he was supposed to have traveled for work, right? But he he apparently he did for a week and ended up just like coming back and leaving the family. So yeah, I something know. about traveling. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe traveling and affairs, right? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe yeah, maybe it is an escape. Maybe he. Mm. Sure. Doctor Antonio wanted to escape the family, or Cleo wanted to escape, but then really she found her way back home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there could be so many um, references. I guess we could. I don't know if we're reaching, but yeah, I think we are. We're totally yeah, reaching. I know, but, but Daniel, he's not really giving us. Uh, he he, he yeah. totally doesn't elaborate on these. Uh, symbolism mm-hmm. oh, but I yeah this is definitely ever since I watched this movie mm-hmm. I remember I couldn't stop thinking about it for Me like too. first three or four days that I watched this film mm-hmm. like he's on my vision board I'll oh, the I see. yeah <laughs> and like, there's also a snippet on Netflix you totally watch it like I feel like be, um, behind the scenes of Roma or something like that it's like mm-hmm. the documentary of how Roma was made mm-hmm. yeah and it's and yeah, uh, yeah, I can go on, but I won't. <laughs> I also really enjoyed watching Yalitza's um, success skyrocket from this yeah. movie. Yeah, and I started seeing her more on. I think I saw her on Vogue. Wow. Yeah, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I think, but I, I think it was Vogue, and just like everywhere, and I just thought, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she deserves it. I feel like yeah. a lot of, especially the stuff that I've seen, they always change the character to be more lighter or to be. Mm-hmm quote-unquote conventionally beautiful mm-hmm. when Yalitza's so beautiful and she's you know she's like this dark skin like short like I mean she might be taller than me but whatever short compared to like other people mm-hmm. um I feel like a lot of television shows and movies change their cast to be conventionally beautiful mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that Alfonso kept Yalitza because she's one she is very very beautiful and and she's so real. She's real, and in a lot of the interviews that I was watching on YouTube, people in the comments sections were saying that she's extremely well-spoken, yeah. and you can tell that she doesn't have an ego, and a lot of people truly appreciate yeah, that about her. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't see that a lot. You don't. Yeah, <laughs> especially in, like, Hollywood or, like, you know, in this celebrity world, you don't see that as much. No, so. you don't. Yeah. Yeah, so clearly we both really love this film. And if you all watched it too, definitely comment or email us what you thought as well. 
and any other takeaways that you have. Yeah, I am really curious to see if you all agree with anything that we say or maybe have a different point of view to some of the points that we brought up. Awesome. So we'll catch you guys <laughs> next time. Bye. Bye.